This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 96, 96 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, the second annual Twitter Marathon. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips. Visit them at equestriancollections.com and The Barnworks for all of your equine marketing needs. Visit them at thebarnworks.com. Welcome to the Stable School, with weekly shows delivered right to you. Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They bring you the news through hail or high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So sit on down and laugh till your poop, cause it's time again for Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. This is Glenn the Geek. And this is Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Well, Helena, are you ready? I, yeah, I'm ready. A, I I can't believe it's episode 96. I know. (laughs) I said that in the opening, like, whoa, it hit me. And And it's Twitter. It's been a year. It's been a year. When when we looked at doing the second annual Twitter episode, I said, ah, we'll have to wait till November because that's when I thought it was. It was in June of last year, of 2009. It's been a year already. Who, who knew that we've been using Twitter for a year? Where the hell have I been? <laughs> I, oh, I know. I don't, ver- I don't tweet very often, but I do keep getting some followers, which is really cool. Every time I get a new follower, I tweet. It reminds me to tweet. <laughs> well, this is the second annual Twitter episode. You missed, if you missed the first annual, and we're going to have to get right to it, because we have 10 guests on with us in an hour. Chop, chop. This is like Twitter allows you, if you don't know about Twitter, Twitter allows you to do little postings to the world that are 140 characters long. And people can follow you and read your little postings. You know, a lot of people just do what they eat for breakfast and things like that. But, you know, (laughs) some people do more relevant stuff, like us. And what we did last year, we said, well, we got all these Twitter followers now. We probably had, what, 400 at the time. We just went over 1,000, by the way. Woohoo! And... We thought, well, we'd do this Twitter episode on the same premise in that our Twitter followers can come on. They can talk about anything they want in the horse world, but we only give them four minutes. When the four minutes is up, we cut them off and we ring the bell and they're done and out of here. So that's what happens with Twitter. You only have 140 characters. And if you, once you get 140 characters, you're done. You, that's it. You can't say anymore. So that's what we're doing today. <laughs> After we get through our first two updates, we have a couple quick updates, and then we have eight Twitter followers of our followers on talking about their their whatever. You know, it could be their website, their business, whatever it is they want to talk about. And we're going to be calling them and just going boom, boom, boom right through it. They Once we get them on the line, they have four minutes, and there'll be a bell that rings when they're done, and then we go on to the next one. The bell's pretty cute, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which Helena and I are, found hey, this huge stopwatch online. We have to put a link to the stopwatch I on the know. website. Oh, my God, people, this thing is, I mean, huge. And it's so funny because you were just saying that you needed glasses while we were trying to read our show notes. And then I found this stopwatch that's like 150 pixels large. It's huge. Oh, and God. you won't need your glasses for this, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to laugh when you see how big the stopwatch is. You think we're kidding. Wait, just click the link. You can you and it rings a bell when we're done. So this is perfect. We'll just set it to four minutes and just keep resetting it once we get on the line with the people. All right. So let's get started. <laughs> I think <laughs> that stopwatch is huge. <laughs> I think I that uh, we're going to uh, first, we're going to have an update from Kathleen's Wild Ride. Kathleen's waiting for our call now. And uh, she's actually on a little bit of a break, I think, from what I read this morning. And then we're going to get Tammy Sarantz on, who was on with us on episode 92. Remember, she was the world's most dangerous woman on horseback. Yes, yes, yes. And the she, trails. Yeah. She, the trail girl. That's right. And she was also uh, helping out with the trail riding and uh, with the attempt with the Competitive Trail Ride Association to break the world's record uh, for trail, the number of trail riders all riding at the same time around the country. And we're going to find out if they actually did it. 
And as I said, she's with the American Competitive Trail Horse Association. Um, so uh, she's going to be attempting that, or we're going to be talking to her about their attempt here very shortly. Well, Helena, we're going to get back to our first guests here, but first we thought we'd talk about our friends over at Equestrian Collections who provide the riding gear that all of these people we're going to have on today need to do their various sports. So you can uh, find them at equestriancollections.com, and we'll be right back with 10 guests in a row. Equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips. Any given day, they have over $100 million of products for you to choose from. They know that riding and taking care of your horse takes up lots of your time, so Equestrian Collections is open for you 24-7. And their advanced technology allows you to find exactly what you need on the website and to check out in a little under seven minutes. This week, I wanted to encourage you to check out their tent sale and closeout sections. They have 42 pages of closeout and discounted merchandise for you at unbelievable savings. From riding shirts to bits to stirrups to helmets, and the list goes on and on. And the prices I see here just cannot be beat. Plus, if you use the coupon code 10DISCOUNT at checkout, you will get an additional $10 off your order of $120 or more. That's 10-10-DISCOUNT to get that additional $10 off, even the marked-down items in the closeout section. Visit EquestrianCollections.com today. All right. Are you ready? Yes, Let's get Kathleen on. Kathleen's going to be the first. Okay. And uh, let's see here. I have them all lined up today, so we're hoping that we can get this done successfully. Hopefully Kathleen will answer. I just spoke to her not too long ago, and she was uh, she was there. So let's see if she uh, she was actually on a little bit of a break uh, from her ride across the country. He said she's she was there. She's there out in the United States. Yeah, like where is there? <laughs> Hi, Kathleen. You have Helena and I, and we're on live right now. Hi, Kathleen. Hi, Helena. Hey, how we, are you guys? Good. Now, you, I just told everybody that you're going to take a break for a couple days because uh, your horse's back is sore. Now, I think that's just an excuse. <laughs> I think you found a spot that has good bacon cheeseburgers, and you don't want to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's it. <laughs> Where are you now? Are you in I'm- Idaho? I'm in Idaho. I was in Bruno. We drove to Glen Ferry, which is where I was supposed to be staying tonight, but the people I'm staying with aren't there, so we're actually driving back to Bruno again. <laughs> <laughs> so we're having a nice tour of the back highway between Bruno and Glen Ferry. And, and what's going nice on with story. what's going uh, on with your horses? But what's going on with your horses back? It's the mare that I ride, Mystic. We've had a couple of really super long days in a row that we had to get get through to get where we were going the last couple of days, and her back is just really sore. Sure. And so I can't. I'm not going to ride her with a sore back. Right. She just needs a few days to rest up. Yep, that'll do the trick. Well, and that gives you a few days to rest up too. I know it'll be weird. I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm not exhausted and tired riding down the road. <laughs> <laughs> How has it been since I talked to you last? Um, actually, it's been pretty good. I've had more really long days than not. I think the average length of ride I've had has been 25 to 30 miles. Wow. But before it was, you know, 15 to 18. And we had one really super long day uh, the day before yesterday where we actually did about 36 to 38 miles. Wow. Yeah, you were you were in endurance uh, league right there. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. And that was after five or six 25, 28-mile days in a row. Okay, it's time to rest. (laughs) It's time to take a cheeseburger break. Will you stop with the cheeseburgers? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I bring that up because you can follow Kathleen on on Facebook. Just look for Kathleen's Wild Ride. And she also, we have a link there to her her blog as well. I bring that up because I think you have a new, she keeps track of the, she rates bacon cheeseburgers as she's going across the country here. I know, I know. And I think you have a new one, a new favorite, don't you? Yeah, we do. It was um, in a little town that I stopped at yesterday afternoon, whose name is completely escaping me. <laughs> All the little towns run together? It was Grandview. And I stopped okay. at Cindy's Sea Bar Cafe, which actually had the best bacon cheeseburger. And she said she did, and she wasn't lying. It was a pretty good bacon cheeseburger. There bacon you go. cheeseburgers are my absolute favorite. Ugh. 
I know. <laughs> Maybe I should ride across the country so I could try every fabulous bacon cheese. <laughs> see, go ahead and see what you, you do. Try you every little cafe you can. Yeah. And your your reputation has preceded you. Now people are trying to outdo each other with bacon cheeseburgers. <laughs> well, and I broke from tradition, especially being in Idaho, because instead of French fries, I got a salad with my bacon cheeseburger yesterday. Because <laughs> I just really wanted a salad. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many days into the trip are you now? You. How how many official days? Um, it will be thirty five days tomorrow. And do you feel like you're in a groove? Have you found the niche? Yeah, actually, I, I am. It's just you know I'm trying to get my days back down to a decent length of time again because I prefer fifteen to twenty five miles, and I like them to be mixed up. And lately, it's been one long day after another. But you know, the horses and I have been doing pretty well. We're just all a little tired right now, and then Mystic is pretty sore, so. The lady who's been kind enough to trade me back and forth, her name is Cindy Boston, and she's offered to let me lay up in Bruno at her place for a few days. But she doesn't know what she's getting into because I'm very demanding and a pain in the backside. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. So now are you, um, well, when we talked the last time, uh, you had we talked a little bit about the wildlife you encountered. Have you seen anything new? Uh, well, I did see my first very large rattlesnake the other day. <laughs> It was actually stretched across a trail that we were riding in through the desert um, next to the highway because I didn't want to be on the highway. So there's this really nice trail that goes through the desert and winds back and forth. And I'm riding up to it, and I look up ahead, and I see something stretched across the trail. And I'm like, what is that, a stick? And then I get a little closer, and I hear Oh, the stick's fire. moving. <laughs> like Famous throw. last words. What is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Yeah, so I decided discretion was the better part of valor, and we cut off the trail back to the highway and rode 30 yards down the highway before we cut back over the trail again. But it was long enough for some guy to drive by in his truck and yell out the window that there was a trail I should be riding on just over there. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. You know, how do you suppress the expletives? Or you you can. You know what? When you're out riding on the highway, just wear your heart out. <laughs> for yeah, Christ's sake, if you're really riding across the country, give him the finger. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I've seen a lot of eagles and a lot of hawks. Um, nothing really interesting. No, no, no actual live cougar sightings. No wolves, which apparently there are wolves around here. So it's just been just well. And at, as your tradition around. continues now, thirty-five days in, you probably didn't sleep under the stars at all last week again. <laughs> no, actually, I haven't. And Cindy and her husband Frank put me up at a hotel in Bruno last night. So <laughs> <Aww>. shower. <laughs> Nice how's bed. the weather been? For, how's the weather been for you? Well, okay, so this is a hard one for me because right now it's cool and it's been raining a little bit in the last day or so, and I'm all ecstatic. But this is hay season here, and everybody has been cutting hay, and so I feel kind of bad for being happy that it's raining when these guys all have their hay down that they were trying to rake and get bailed. <laughs> but up until the last couple of days, it was 85 to 90 degrees when we were going through the desert. Oh, oh, my God. Well, and I, we, we're really short on time this week because we have we actually physically have or we have literally 10 guests on today. Um, but I wanted to I wanted to you had a run in with the law the other night. <laughs> yeah, it was that, that long night where I was riding for a really long time. I left at nine o'clock in the morning and I didn't get into our going until 920 and it was almost dark. And I was talking to Mary on my cell phone, and the police officer pulled by me and waved me over. And so I told Mary that, yeah, he's probably going to give me a ticket for talking on my cell phone while riding. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, he was concerned because it was getting dark, and he wanted to make sure where I was going was close because it was I, I was not real visible in the, in the dimming light. Plus, there was a huge storm rolling in, and he wanted to make sure I was going to be someplace safe. Wasn't that nice? It was very nice. He was a very good street man. Did he give you a police escort with the flashing lights and all? <laughs> no, I only had a half a mile left. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Kathleen, you enjoy your rest. Enjoy your time there with the uh, in the bacon cheeseburger capital of the world. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep in touch with you, and we'll talk to you again next week, and uh, be safe. I will. Thank you again, Glenn Helena. You guys have a good week. Thanks. Bye, Kathleen. Bye, guys. All right, Helena, what well, sounds like Kathleen's had still in good spirits, making her way across the country. 
Yeah, I'm glad I get to be here for this one. I keep missing her. So. I know you do, and it's it's kind it's fun. She's you know she sounded more animated than when we talked to her before she left. You know. Yeah, she, yeah. She that girl needs a rest though, man. I know. 25, miles. 30 miles a day Ugh. in the desert. No, Hello? I know. Hi, Tammy. Hey. hey, how are you? Okay, you're on the air, and we're here with uh, Helena as well. Hi, Tammy. <clears throat> Hi. I, I hope you can tell that I've lost my voice over the weekend. Oh, it still sounds good, Tammy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I sent you an email. I'm like, I hope you still want me because I, I don't talk normal. Well, I don't talk normal anyway. <laughs> Tammy, we should say, is is a PR person for the American Competitive Trail Horse Association. And they had an attempt here last weekend to break the world record for the most trail riders at any one time across the country. So we want to know what happened. Did you Did you guys do it? I do. I, I am happy to announce that it is, it is an attempt no longer. The record is broken, and we see we received the award. We had 1,700 horse and rider teams oh. saddle up for charity. So uh, that's why I lost my voice. <laughs> <laughs> now, you were in wow. Vegas at the time, weren't you? What's that? Were you in Vegas at the time, did I see? I, I was. I flew to Vegas, and... Um, I was at Clinton Anderson's Down Under Tour, which was amazing. He's one of our sponsors. And I was there with the Guinness World Record lady, Sarah Wilcox, and she presented the award to us there in front of Clinton's fans. So that was extra special. And you said there were, what, 1,700 riders? 1,700 riders in over 60 extra rides all across the country. Wow. So, and that raised uh, about seventy seventy thousand dollars for horse charities. That's so wonderful! So, oh my gosh, we were so excited. It, it was just, and, and it really, it, it was so proud. And what really made me thrill: all our sponsors came together. We had some amazing prizes. But the thing that really made me proud was when I got back to my computer, all the photos poured in, and all the stories that I had. One email came in and said. You know, I have a 27-year-old rescue horse, and I really think this horse needs to be noted for finishing this ride. And things like that came into my email, and it made me so proud to be part of this, you know? Well, congratulations. Yeah, well I done. Know. Well done to it, everybody who tacked up. It, it, it definitely was a, was a stretch for our systems, but it came off perfectly. And, you know, when you stepped back and you completed this, you realized that, the magnitude of this and the people that were involved and, and the people that gave so many hours and the sponsors that gave so many thousands of dollars of product for the cause, you know, and, and it was it was amazing. So, Well, congratulations. It, it was, I, we're, we're, we're so proud of you guys being able to, to accomplish this. It, it was great. We're, we're getting all our flyers out and we're getting all the pictures together and and we're letting everybody know, and we're getting all just all the marketing out now, and, and letting everyone know about all these special stories and special horses, and and all the people that made this happen, and all our sponsors. So th- there's a lot of good little stories inside this in this big st- good story. <laughs> we're trying to get it out as quick as we can. Well, congratulations, Tammy. We'll let you go. I don't want you to talk. Uh, you know, we don't want to wear it out too much. And I'll be talking to you here in the next couple of days, anyway. Yeah, save them. Oh, no we want to have you back on. Oh, that would be great. Thank you so much for checking in with us. We really appreciate it, and we thank all the people that helped us get here and all our sponsors. All right, Tammy. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And now, Helena, coming up next, we actually have a gentleman from a man named John Lechner, from Australia. Now, you have to understand, we're recording this uh, well, around 1 o'clock our time in Eastern Time in the United States. It's 3 in the morning there, and he said he'd get up to talk to us. Oh, bless his heart. Well, he has an important message. And I hope, uh, I hope I can find him on here. We're supposed to call him on Skype. Oh, you're going to pick now, 3 o'clock in the morning, to, uh, <laughs> to geek out? That's right. <laughs> we're going to try... Now, how did you find um, this fella? Actually, they all sort of found us. They're followers of ours on Twitter, and we, have, we, you know, we tweeted it out. And 
Uh, and I don't see John on there yet. So let, we'll skip John and we'll come back to him later. Maybe he's just not out of bed quite yet. Okay. Um, because it's, uh, it's early there. We'll forgive him. He's in Australia. Oh. And it's funny because we just talked to Tammy, who's also from Australia, but as you could tell by her horse accent. I love her. I, I mean, just, I, I think she has, a, she's a, got a nice personality and she's got a great job and she's so happy and she's so bubbly. Yeah. yeah. And she's the world's most dangerous woman. <laughs> <laughs> she, she can ride and shoot at the same time. What's not to love? Up next, we have Mary Linda, and I think she's from Maine, and she's going to talk to us about the science of motion. We're not quite sure what that is, but she's got four minutes to tell us. All right, I'm going to get the stopwatch ready here, the great big huge one. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make me think about that stopwatch. (laughs) Makes me laugh. All right, we're waiting for Mary here. We hope she answers. Remember to tell her you're from the Horse Radio Network so she doesn't hang up on you. Hello. Hi, Mary. This is Glenn and Helena from the Horse Radio Network. How are you? Hi, you guys. How are you? We're good. Now, you, you, we got four minutes to talk. So tell us about... Okay. I think we're talking about the science of motion, aren't we? We are definitely talking about the science of motion. Um, I am one of Jean-Luc's long-term students and devotees. Uh, I've known him for over 20 years, and now, now who, we are who, so excited about... Who's John Luke now? Tell us who John Luke is. All right. His name is Jean-Luc Corny, and that's J-E-A-N-L-U-C-C-O-R-N-I-L-L-E. Okay. Now, we are tremendously excited about his new knowledge in the science of motion, because it is the knowledge of the real and precise movement of the horse's spine that has led him to a revolutionary method of training and preventing or curing lameness. And this particular knowledge is the result of over 40 years of observation and study by Jean-Luc. Now, is Jean-Luc a trainer? Yeah, let me tell you a little bit about him. He's the, the founder of the science of motion. He graduated in 1968 from Le Cadre Noir, which is the French Equestrian Military Academy. And if you are familiar with the Spanish Riding School, this is the French equivalent of the Spanish Riding School. And he's a bronze and silver and gold medal winner in national and international levels in dressage, steeplechase, stadium jumping, and three-day events. Um, Notably, he won the individual and team gold medal at the Military World Championship of Fontainebleau and the silver at the World Championship of Punchtown, and he was a member of the winning team at, at Bocello. And he's received extensive training from Joseph Neckerman, Willie Schulteis, Hans Gunter Winkler. And in 1972 and 1976, Jean-Luc worked closely with Michel Cochonet to prepare two Olympic teams for the national three-day event. And among his dressage students is the French and Olympic champion, Marguerite Otto-Crépin. And she's one of his most prominent, but there are legions of others because he has given extensive clinics throughout the u.s and canada now his website there science of motion, i'm just going to interrupt you a little bit here his website there uh science of what what what's offered on there are his dvds is that correct yeah and i was just going to tell you i'll get, get to that in just a little in a minute if if you want me to go on um He's also sex, successfully re- rehabilitated uh, navicular syndrome, contracted tendons, de- degenerative joint disease, upward fixation of the patella, as well as cases of obscure and idiopathic lameness. And he's a published writer and has written a series of articles for Le Perron, the French equestrian magazine, as well as articles for Dressage, uh, CT, and the Chronicle of the Horse. But he's, he feels that his greatest success lies in his ability to intuit the physical and mental condition of the horse. And this ability and years of observation and study have led to the founding of the science of motion. And now you said, and, and we, I'm, I'm interrupting you because we only have 45 seconds left, you said that okay. you, you, actually, DVD, you actually use it, right? You actually follow... Yes, follow now let me take quickly about... Can I tell you about the DVDs or can sure, I go ahead. refer yep. people to the website? Um, I just want to say that previous misconceptions about movement of the horse's spine are going to be dispelled on this, with this knowledge. Now, there's What is Science of Motion is a CD to bring all the, no, the knowledge together. And The Horse Who Could Not Trot is a fascinating journey of rehabilitation. And One Hand on His Shoulder is the most extraordinary one-in-hand performance 
that you've ever seen. It's just fabulous. There's also an opportunity on the website to become a fan oh, of Manchester went, for Manchester's last We chance. just ran out of time, but I do want to send everybody to scienceofmotion.com, and we'll have to have you guys back and, to talk in the future. We're just sort of, we, because of the format today, we're just, we have, we have 10 guests on in an hour, so um, we'll definitely get well, you back. Well, at least you have, you have an understanding of who he is. Yep. And, and thank you for and coming what on. He's, and what he's about. All right, yeah. thank you very and much. He's fabulous. Scienceofmotion.com. Thanks for calling. Yep. All right, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. All right, and the next one, Helena? We have, coming up next, we have Isabelle Bochet. She's from France, I think. Yep, yeah, it's actually a a French number we're going to be calling. All right, let's see if we can, uh, let's see if we can successfully call to France here. See if you can say successfully call to France. (laughs) (laughs) And then... Oh, they always ring funny over there too. Oh, and when they when they answer, say bonjour, <laughs> unless it's evening, then say like bonsoir. <laughs> See if we uh, can get an answer from Isabel. I don't know what time it is there. Uh, I think she'll be in the evening, actually. Yeah, actually, it's probably six, seven o'clock. Hello, you've reached Isabel's oh. phone. I'm sorry, oh. I can take your call. Oh, Let's right leave her message. Let's leave her message. message. Okay, you go ahead. And I'd be happy to call you back. Bonjour, vous êtes bien sur la messagerie d'Isabel. Veuillez me laisser un message après le signal sonore et je vous rappellerai. I didn't understand a word of that. Après yeah. votre message, faites le 1 pour plus d'options. Hello, Isabel. This is Helena and Glenn the Geek from the Horse Radio Network. We were calling you for our famous Twitter episode. We're so sorry we missed you. We will try to get you back on again in the future. Take care. All right, and up next we have Marie Talby, and uh, she's actually the creator of, um, well, she's developed this really cool um, equine management software, and uh, she's going to take her four minutes and tell us about that. I got this big stopwatch ready, too, Helena. It worked good last time. You can see that thing. Hey, Marie, this is Glenn and Helena calling from Stable Scoop. How are you? I'm doing great. All right. Well, we had you on. We should mention that we also had you on the uh, new Tack and Habit show. uh, You'll be on next week's show, and we appreciate you stopping by for that. But today we only have four minutes, and the time has started. So tell us about your cool software. Okay. Well, I kind of put together a little bit of a note so that I would make sure that I'd I'd capture as much as I could in this four-minute time. But Laredo is a web-based horse farm management software. That helps keep the farm owner connected with their horse boarders and employees. And that it also has a bit of a, a invoicing feature to it as well. It's web-based, which means that logging into the software can be done from any Internet-connected computer, including your mobile phone. And all the data is stored on a secure computer-hosted server, so it's constantly monitored and backed up. And you can access it from, it doesn't matter what kind of software you use, you can have um a Mac or a PC or operating system, doesn't matter. And the login access is available not just for the farm owner, but for the boarders and their staff as well. And the owners can um, they can view all the horses and they can add, delete stuff. And basically, they have all the administrative rights. And the customer, they can see all the maintenance tasks that have been performed for their horse when they log in. And, the and a maintenance staff, task, what's a maintenance task, for example? The ma- the maintenance would be any kind of events, that billable or non-billable tasks that might occur for so the So like horse. a worming or a shoeing or, mm-hmm. or vaccines or, or something? Uh, whatever, whatever the farm owner wants to track, if it's, even if it's, you know, fly spray or putting on blankets, whatever it is that they want to track for their, um, their border. Okay. And then it. the staff um, also, they can also, um, they have uh, their own login so that they can view any assignments and tasks that were assigned to them to complete, and then they can also create their own tasks so they can keep the border updated about their horse as well. So it's basically a tool that keeps everyone informed on the daily billable and non-billable maintenance that occurs for each boarded horse. And, and it is pretty cool, and it's, billable... it's very easy to yeah. use. We, we checked it out yesterday, and, and we liked it. It's very easy to use. And one of the things I did like is that you can uh, get a 15-day free trial and really give it a run-through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no obligation to it. There's no credit card. You can just use it for 15 days. It's the entire application. And I think it would take about 15 minutes to figure it out. To figure it out, too. Yeah. Yeah. And although I do have user guides for it, you know, I have like a one pager that has um, 
you know, five different steps that you have to complete, and then there's one I think that might have I don't know, 20 pages. It's more detailed. But it's so easy to and use. The, and the customers. Yeah, it is. It really is. That was the basis behind making it, too, is I wanted to make it easy so they could get started and get going right away. So it's I think the biggest thing is just putting in the data entry stuff, and that just takes time initially, but once you're done with that, it's not really... And it really tracks it by horse. So if an owner has more than one horse, they can go into their individual horse mm -hmm. and see the charges and everything. And one of the things I think that mm -hmm. uh, we haven't mentioned is that for the farm owner, when you come to the end of the month and it's time to send that bill out, everything's done. You just print it and get it out. Right. Well, they can they review it, of course. And if maybe there might be something that might have missed or, or they want to change. And then they just click submit. It sends a notice to their customer says, you got a bill ready for viewing. It's all itemized so they can see exactly line by line when things were done, the date it was done, and how much it cost. And there's a total. And so there's no confusion as to what what went on that month because sometimes things get forgotten or, you know, so it just makes it really easy and eliminates a lot of that phone tag that goes on sometimes. Sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, so. this is great. Well, we're we're running yeah. out of time. You can find it at Laredo.com, and uh, that's a tough one to spell. It's L-A-R-A-E-D-O.com, and we... we Nope, there it There's went. our four minutes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We'll put all this links it in our show fast. notes, too. <laughs> all right, bye. Thanks, Marie. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And we want to remind everybody that we're going to put all of these links in our show notes so that you can find all of these websites very easily by going to stablescoop.com. Episode number 96. 96. All right. Uh, now, Poppy's up next. Poppy Doyle. I, um, I know nothing about Poppy Doyle, except she it's a girl and she has a great name. And, okay, she's going to talk to us about Trinity Farm. Trinity Farm. Trinity Farm. Or maybe she'll talk to us about her dogs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a lot of dogs pictured on Trinity yeah, Farm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're cute. So let's hope Poppy picks up here. Poppy's in uh, Lakeland, Tennessee. Hey, Poppy, may I help you? Hey, Poppy, it's Glenn and Helena from the Stable Scoop Radio Show, and you're on the air. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Well, that's good. We thank you for joining us for our special Twitter episode. Basically, what you have is four minutes to tell us all about... Actually, it was one of your boarders or one of your clients that wrote in about this, didn't they? Yes, they did. And and it's all about Trinity Farm, and you're in Lakeland, Tennessee, right? Yes, we are. All right. Well, tell me what's so special about Trinity Farm, and why do your, your boarders and friends like you so much that they wrote in? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think we really just tried to create a kind of a family-oriented atmosphere where everybody can kind of enjoy their their hobby. Um, we have kids and adults from all ages that take lessons here. Um, we have boarders and then people that just come and ride weekly for lessons. We have special needs riders, which are a really special part of our farm because a lot of times your, your average customer doesn't get the opportunity to, to spend time with the special people and help them you know, feel just as normal as the rest of us and be on top of that horse. And um, so that's a really special thing that we get to introduce our customers to. That is neat. Here. And, you, you know, I'm looking at the pictures here, too. you got some cute ponies in the floor. <laughs> yes. We do, we do. And we, we, we have several um, that are, like, in their 30s, and they just still Aww. look wonderful. Um, we have one that two Christmases ago lost his eye guy. He was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, and, he has just kind of bounced back and does everything he did before. Um, and just, you know, I, I guess I've been told before we have good karma here, but, you know, our horses are healthy and our customers are really happy. And um, there's just, there's several competitive show barns around here. Um, but luckily we're in an area where we're, we're kind of close to town, but just far enough where you, you know, it's like the next road over and there's trees and there's birds. <laughs> Everybody's like, it's so <laughs> close. So. It's really nice to provide people that outlet that they need to just kind of help deal with their everyday life. So, And what's your, what would you say is the overall philosophy of Trinity Farm? Um, our, our overall mission has been to just provide um, an environment and an outlet to um, educate people about equine services and just horses in general, you know, I don't really care if they want to show or ride, but we just want to provide that that outlet. Um, we offer horsemanship classes, and so even people that don't even want to ride, if they wanted to learn to be around horses, we have some people that just come and help, you know, muck stalls, or they just want to be around some bigger animals. Um, so 
if I had to kind of sum it up, I guess that that would just be to provide an area, you know, of lifelong learning and um, give people So there's, people there's what, something what for want. everyone. Yes. I like that. I, I like think, that. And, you know, I, um, are, and you have a lot of dogs. <laughs> we, have, <laughs> we have two dogs. We have had dogs. That we had a pair of boxers that um, we, we bred twice. So we had two litters of puppies that were quite popular. Um, but right now we just have Jesse and Cakes. Jesse is an Australian Shepherd, and Cakes is our boxer. And for my birthday recently, which was the 31st of May, I got given two kittens for our barn. I had yet to explore the kitten route in our barn. And um, so now we have Boots and Biddy, and um, <laughs> they are currently living in the barn office until they get big enough to catch some mice. But um, So we have quite the quite group of, of animals. We have some cows on the property, so... Um, I, I, I draw the line at, at pigs and chickens. We're just going to have to, you know, not 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 go there. I just can't quite grasp that concept, but yet. Um, well, you know, we, so, yeah. you know, Poppy. I wanted to say when we always had a saying, and I think uh, Helena agrees with this, that every barn you walk into has a feel the minute you get in, even if you don't see people. And yes. you can tell whether that's a happy barn or a not happy barn, and just by the pictures and your website, I can tell that this oh, is a happy barn. You. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Well, a lot of that has to do with our customers. You know, we've just been really blessed with people. Um, you know, I've ridden since I was nine, and I have to say, as an adult, I didn't really, like, this hasn't been my lifelong goal to, like, have a riding program in a facility. It just, like, kind of sometimes life happens to you, and this just kind of happens to us. <laughs> we, we, brought, we brought the property six years ago. And had, oh. Nope. There, no went the, there went the time. Poppy, okay. be, I'm, this is on my time t- because I just have to know. By the way, what? everybody, that's Trinity Farm TN, like Tennessee.com. And we'll put that link in our show notes as well. How'd you get the name Poppy? Is that your given name? Yes, I was named after my grandfather. So it is It is on my birth certificate. Aww. Okay. Aww. I didn't it's know. lovely. All right. Uh, yeah, Thank just you. Like, it's very unusual. So I had to know how you got that name. Yes, it is. Thank you. I imagine there were a few jokes in high school, though. Let's be real. Oh, yeah, like popsicle, poopy, you know, all yeah. those things have come out at one time or another. So all terms of endearment. We're, we're Poppy seed, that. you yeah. know, there are a few, I can imagine. They, they yes. never think about that when you get that name, when you're, when you're a baby. No, you but know. now, you know, now who needs a last name when you have a name like Poppy? I did. So. Yeah, you're right. just Poppy, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, congratulations, well, so Poppy, and good luck. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> she, was, she was delightful. Sounds like a nice farm. Sounds yeah. like a really nice farm. And you can tell by the pictures, all the little happy kids. And in her voice, she had a she yes. had a a calm, enthusiastic. I know that sounds like Maxmore, but she had sort of this nice presence about her voice. Anybody named Poppy is going to be even keeled. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> this is Christina. I don't know how to say the last name. Leish. I have to ask her. I spoke to her yesterday, actually, and this was something I knew nothing about. Cutting and, Up Radio. And it's called Cutting Up Radio. I hope she's there. If not, we can go back through the end there, the ones we missed, and see if we can catch them. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... Oh, we have, do we have two more here? Yeah, we have a couple more. Yeah. You've reached Cutting Up Radio. Uh, Our office hours are 10 a.m. Right, to 3 well, well, p.m. Well. Tuesday okay. through Let's Friday. Let's move on to Bonnie. All right. If you are calling. Okay, so All right. now we're, we're moving on to Bonnie St. Clair, aren't we? Yeah, Bonnie St. Clair. Bonnie St. Clair, and she's going to talk to us about Grapevine Canyon Ranch. I'm going to talk about pictures on their website. Ooh. Oh, really? Makes you want to go. At this one yet? Beautiful. Oh my! Right. Let's go. Right. Where's this at? Arizona. Ugh. Great Bond Canyon Ranch. This is Bonnie. Bonnie, this is Glenn and Helena from the Stable Scoop Radio Show, and you're on the air. Welcome to our show. Well, thank you for calling. Well, it's great. You know, we we just got off the phone with a very nice lady from Tennessee and her farm there, but uh, you have yourself a ranch out there. Tell us a little bit about Grapevine Canyon Ranch. Well, we're Grapevine Canyon Ranch. We're in southeast Arizona, right down in the southeast corner of Arizona. We're a guest ranch, working cattle ranch. Uh, We have about 64,000 acres that we run cattle on and ride horses on. Oh, my God, 64,000, you said? That's the whole size of your state of Rhode Island there, Helena. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, and, uh, to me, that's like the world. That's the globe. Yes. And well, we're in the, the Dragoon Mountains, which is a beautiful part of the state, uh, right just outside the Cochise Stronghold, which is the home of the Chiricahua Apaches, Cochise and Geronimo, and that whole band of Indians lived right in this canyon. So there's a lot of history here. We ride horses into Fort Bowie, the old Fort Bowie, uh, Chiricahua National Monument, into the stronghold. We ride every day. Our guests come from all over the world. Right now we have guests from Sweden, Finland, Germany, and a few from the States. So, But uh, our guests come from all over the world for our horseback riding program. And your rates, I was just taking a look at your rates here. They're very reasonable, and they include accommodations, the riding, all your meals and everything, right? Yeah, the, the, the rates are all-inclusive. Uh, accommodation, meals, riding, tax, gratuity, everything is included in the rate. Oh, I love this. Hey, do they I have love... one of those big tubs outside, like in the Westerns, where you take your bath outside in one of those big metal tubs? We could get one if you wanted one. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we can take pictures and that, put that... on Twitter. <laughs> I really want to come to Grapevine Canyon. Right? I love her. That was a great answer. <laughs> so, what do you like best about here. what do you like best about uh, having your guests at the ranch? Oh, I love meeting people from all over the world and getting different points of views and on you know on on everything just meeting people from all walks of life you know from uh members of parliament from the uk to just your cowboy next door who wants to come out for a busman's holiday i mean we get all ranges of people and uh we don't take children under 12 so it's an adult program and uh like right now during the summer we do a sunset ride which is just unbelievable the ride goes out after dinner and comes back just before or just after dark and um and you're in a part of the world where in the winter time it's still pretty warm right right yeah i mean we it is because we are at an elevation of five thousand feet we can ride year round you know we're 20 degrees cooler than phoenix at any time during the summer we ride year round and the winters are mild. Now, you know, January, February, we may get a little bit of snow, but just enough to say, ooh, isn't that pretty, and then it's gone. Mm. And um, so mm. it's just, the weather is just, yeah. I mean, we have 360 days of sunshine, and it's just wonderful. How many people can you have at one time at the ranch? Yes. Uh, 30 is our maximum. Okay, uh, that's nice. A nice number, not too many. Yeah, we average between about 17 and 25 at any time. They get a lot of personal attention. We have about 12 staff, so it's almost one-to-one ratio between staff and guests. And uh, we have wonderful cooks. Uh, You know, we get three home-cooked meals a day, homemade breads, homemade desserts, homemade ice cream. Mm. I mean, everything's made from scratch. Glenn, we need to have her back on for a I know, we're going to have you back. Um, Now, because we only have four minutes today, it's about to run out, but I wanted to say that they also do shooting. You can do some shooting there, Helena. Okay. Yes, you can. Cowboy shooting, yes. And we just had the world champion uh, female shooter on, actually. Uh, wow. On the show just before you. So this is great. This is at gcranch.com. That's actually Grapevine Canyon Ranch. And you have to go there just to look at the pictures. Yeah, it, it'll make you want to go. It's unbelievable. Talk about a vista. Um, but, yeah, that's gcranch.com. And we appreciate you very much coming on with us there, Bonnie. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. All righty, bye-bye. Well, then that didn't that make you want to go to uh, to the ranch yes. there, Helena? It really, it really did. It really did. I mean, I've looked at some of these other ranch ranch brochures online and stuff, and um, I, that's the first one that ever made me want to actually get on a plane and fly <laughs> across the country. Um, that re- I mean, yeah, the food too. <laughs> I would love to eat a a, a ranch cooked meal, and uh, after you know an all day trail ride. All right, okay. next up is going to be Nancy Brown. Nancy, uh, I th- I'm i not sure. I think she's an author. So, well, well, she, as everybody can see, we're just doing this. Uh, we're learning about all these people the same time you are. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but that, uh, yeah, it makes me want to go there, especially in the wintertime, to, Grant, to, to the ranch. And the next one up. 
Hi, this is Nancy. Nancy, you have Glenn and Helena on from the Stable Scoop Show, and we're on live here. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you for having me on, Glenn. Well, that's great. No, and of course we have the twi- whole Twitter role of the four-minute Dion. Tell us a little bit. I, we have no idea what you want to talk about. Well, uh, I'll try not to talk too fast. Um, <laughs> I'm a professional travel writer based in Northern California, and I've combined my writing career with my passion for horses. How do you get that yeah. job? No, you don't have to answer that right now. That was for Helena's. <laughs> <laughs> well, it helps to be a journalism graduate, and then it also helps to have uh, be the editor of um, your the magazine that you write for, so that you can choose your assignments. So uh. what I'm lucky enough to do is I I try to squeeze in horseback riding in all the wonderful locations that I visit. Wow! We, so well, you know we have uh, Darley Newman on from Equitracking with us on a regular basis. And oh yes, Darley, yeah. Darley, she's following me on Twitter. I'm following her. We yeah. we cross paths. But um, not always. Haven't had opportunity to go horseback riding together. Yeah, one of these days you're gonna have to ride together. You do the same thing, just different venue. Definitely, definitely. Well, would you like to hear about some of the places sure. that I've been riding that some of your listeners might enjoy? Um, for example, I went riding at the Kale Bar Ranch in Wickenburg, Arizona. And if, if you've ever been riding in Arizona, there's just all these big saguaro cactus. It's a, a unique terrain to be riding in. That's for sure. And then for something a little bit more exotic, I was in uh, Princeville Ranch in Kauai, Hawaii, and I, I looked on the website and I saw that it was going to be a walking tour, and I thought that would be kind of boring, but it turns out we went on this cattle ranch um, tied up at a um, hitching post where they have the horses there, and then um, got to walk down to a waterfall, have lunch, and go swimming in a waterfall in Hawaii, and then come back and um, go horseback riding again, so that was quite exciting. <laughs> um, last week I was at, well, two weeks ago, I was at Kualua Ranch in Oahu on the north shore of Hawaii. And if there's any um, movie or TV buffs there, this was going on a horseback riding tour, seeing all the different sites. So if you've seen Lost on the TV show or um, 51st Dates with um, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler, these were all filmed there. And of course, um, Jurassic Park and there's a new Hawaii Five-O that uh, pilot was filmed there, so it's it's kind of a fun horseback riding tour, seeing movie sites and TV sites. That was unique. You said this is like the dream job, Helene. I know, I know. It's like she it gets is. to go around you riding at all these cool places and get paid for it. And then do you you write about them, right? Afterwards, I do, I do. I really would love. This is a new website. It's called writinghorseback.com with a W, and. Um, like I said, I have a pretty good um, 4,000 followers on Twitter with Nancy D. Brown. But, wow. Uh, my, but my little tiny riding horseback with an R-I-D-I-N-G is only 242 followers. So I need some horsey people out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, and your website is writing with like the like writing, like writing on paper, uh, horseback.com. And it, you have a little bit of everything on here. I got to take some time and check this out. Well, um, you know how it is with horse lovers. Not everybody can afford to own a horse, or maybe they're a teenager and their parents said, no, we're not going to buy you a horse. So they want to go um, on vacation and just be around horses. And so that's why I thought this would be fun to do a website like this. So that way if somebody says, hey, I'm going to Norway, I want to ride a fjord horse, where should I go? Or even uh, a basic thing like, um, yeah, I own horses, but I'm actually going to go to Dude Ranch. And so what, what do I pack for a horseback riding vacation? Or, or how do I select a horseback riding vacation? How do I pick a, a Dude Ranch versus somebody who is an experienced equestrian and wants to ride in California on the beach and in the oh. redwoods with an endurance horse? There went our four minutes, but I don't care. You're the, you were the last one on the list anyway. This is just <laughs> fascinating. So what is the most fascinating place you've ever been, would you say? That the one that you just blew you away, it wasn't what you expected. I mean, you expect well, Hawaii say, to be cool, right? You know? Ricochet Ridge Ranch is in Mendocino County, and Alora Shea owns this property, and it's outside of Mendocino in Fort Bragg, and she does endurance riding. So basically, all of her rental horses are endurance horses. And so you can go on a private beach ride, or you can go with a group and do the Redwoods, and I've never been able to do a horseback ride on such fantastic horses in a public stable before. That was 
that blew me away. Wow, that sounds like fun. Helena, you and Jennifer would love that. I know, I know. Wow, that is so cool. You have a cool yeah. job. <laughs> I do. I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. And I also have a wonderful husband that is supportive of the fact that <laughs> we don't have to be paying any boarding or vet bills anymore. So he, he appreciates that I get to go horseback riding on my travels. That's pretty nice. You get to ride, but you don't have any vet bills? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. After your... Unsaddle the horse. After Helena's last month, that is it. I'm sure oh. she's drooling right now. <laughs> last month, the last five years. <laughs> yeah. So I feel very fortunate. So, you know, it's not the same riding other people's horses every day, but it's always a new experience. I don't... Um, I'm going to New York next week, so I think I'll have to do a carriage ride because there's really no public stables at Central Park anymore, which is a shame. But Yeah, you'd have um, to go out to would, Long Island. I would, love, yeah. I would love for your listeners to, to follow me on Twitter to just say where they've been and what kind of ranches they've been to so that I can review them and, and you know, see what's going on. Well, have you ever been? We had somebody on earlier uh, on the show, on this Twitter episode. Have you ever been to... Uh, GC Ranch? What was that, what was that it ranch? It was, um, gosh, Grapevine Canyon. Grapevine Canyon in Arizona? No. You have you to go. The lady was lovely. <laughs> it looks Great like Vine a, Ranch. 64,000 acres. Great Imagine Vine what Canyon you do. Ranch. It's nice. at gcranch.com. Yeah. See, you, you two need to beat up because uh, she was just lovely, and I think you'd have fun there. Well, we are running out of time here. Thank you so much, Nancy. We're going to have to have you back when we can talk longer. I would love it. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thanks, Nancy. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, you know, there's Helena. If you noticed in the recent shows, well, I know you've noticed, but um, if you, if the audience has noticed in recent shows, we're leaning two directions. One is food, and the second is travel. <laughs> so, I'm food, you're travel. Yeah, I'll, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sixty-four thousand acres on a ranch. I, I, I don't know which I'm more in shock about, that there's 64,000 acres available just for a ranch or that Nancy gets to ride horses without having vet bills and she does it all for a living. <laughs> I know. I, and gets I to ride cool endurance horses. Well, we're going to try and call one more person here and then we're going to wrap it up. I'm going to try and get back to our gentleman from Australia because uh, if he really did get out of bed, um, I don't want to miss him. We're going to try skipping Skype and just try calling him on his phone okay. and seeing if that works. Here I am. She hadn't dropped off, so. All right, so this is John. He does a blog. I wanted to at least get one blogger on. And he does a blog called eventingsafety.wordpress.com. And it's all about eventing safety, which I thought was kind of important in light of everything that's been going on. And um, I don't think that rang right, so let's try that again. And he writes very frankly, which I, I appreciate. All right, let you me know. try uh, fixing the number here, Helena, because I think I have it wrong. Okay. So you can give everybody the pie update uh, on your horse. Oh, pie. He's awesome. Is he's, he? That's awesome. okay now? Is he be feeling better? He is feeling better, yes. Of course, duh, it was saddle fit, which I, I knew, but I, like I said, I sort of panicked a little bit about it. Um, so I have to trade my Hastelo for something else. We have a saddle fitter coming out at the end of the month. But um, we swapped out my Hastelo for an old collegiate. Oh, and there that, you go. Yeah, he's happy about that. Oh, good, good. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a quick one, man. Yeah, yeah. you said <laughs> he was a speedy... Oh, oh, we're not getting an answer. Oh. Oh, well, that's it. We can check out his website. It's at eventingsafety.wordpress.com. And then the other one that we missed... Um, let me see who the other one that we missed was. Um, it was the lady from France, and she has a website called horse, horse, Um all the way from France, and we're sorry that we missed her. Well, this has been, uh, it's always so much fun doing these because for you and I, we just get to learn so much about so many cool things. I, and meet cool people and, and get invited to cool places. But we still don't get to ride horses without vet bills. No, no. See, yeah. <laughs> Especially you, for some reason. That just seems like you're like a vet bill magnet. <laughs> wait, can I finish talking about pie? Do I get my oh, four minutes? Oh, yes, yes, yes. All right, wait, let's do my four minutes. Oh, my God, ready? Your four minutes. Even... Wait a minute. Let me start it. Okay. Okay, uh, go.
Okay, so where was I? All right, so today I free lunged him in the um, in the arena, in the indoor arena, because he needs to have his back warmed up. He's a little horse, you know, so regardless of what saddle you put on him, you have to warm his back up before you get on and ask him to work. So rather than put him on the end of a lunge, which I found a little restricting, I decided to just free lunge him in the arena, and he was so good. He just lunged right around me, trotting and shaking his neck and having himself a little canner and a little gallop, and then he went too fast and he lost his balance and got all <laughs> worried, and then he, then his little Arab tail went up. and um, But it was really good. It was the perfect thing to warm him up before we, we went to work. And... Um, you know, and we did just, just some flat work, and he was happy as a clam. And, uh, you know, happy horse, happy me, happy me, happy everything. It pays forward. That's the thing about riding. When you have a good day with your horse, when you're happy, you can make other people. You can go out in the world and make other people happy. <laughs> and I think that's going to be my new reason for being. <laughs> okay, is, you is, have three minutes left. That's it? I said all that in one minute? In one minute. <laughs> Crikey. All these other people couldn't get it in in four minutes, and you're like done in one. <laughs> Please, I could recite War and Peace in four minutes, <laughs> especially if you get to the horse parts. Uh, no, my, my horse is lovely. And you know, the best part about this is, and I'm surprised that I'm surprised about it, is that um, I'm learning so much about the Arab breed and saddlebreds and the cross, things that I never would have learned or even opened my mind to had I not sat on this animal's back. Um, and so, you know, if, if nothing ever worked out again, it would, I would still benefit from knowing this horse because I've learned something that I never would have seeked out. Mm -hmm. I, I learned information that I never would have otherwise sought out. Um, so you're ready to go fly out and join Kathleen on, on pie for the rest of the cross country trip. You know, I took him to the end of the driveway. We live where our farm is, um, near a busy road where I'm, I'm boarding him right now. And I just st stood at the end of the driveway, safe distance from the road to see how he would react to the, the cars and trucks. And he was just fine. Um, believe it or not, I then I hopped off of him and I hand walked him up the shoulder um, because he leads really quietly. So I decided, well, let's just see, you know, some people feel more comfortable testing the horse out in a new environment when they're on their backs mm -hmm. and, and, you know, some, but Pi's not the kind of horse who jumps in your lap when he, he spooks. So I actually hand walked him, um, up the road for a little bit, turned around and came back, and he was just as quiet as can be. So that was, those are the things that I'm going to be doing over the course of the next couple of months is just taking him outside of his comfort zone and my comfort zone in small bits and pieces to see what we have to work with. Well, terrific. Yeah. Well, that was the pie update this week. And, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about food, and I'm hungry. I haven't <laughs> had lunch yet. So uh, next week, I do have, we actually have next week planned already. You'll be happy to know. You know what? Can you come back next week with a recipe? Oh, yeah, I should, shouldn't I? Why not? Yeah, I should. Because you're I a pretty good cook. Yeah, well, you're, you're, your husband has me beat, though. Yeah, I know, but he, you always like to it. talk about, okay, let's put it this way. This is a horse show, right? I get to talk about horses, so I'm happy. You're the horse husband. Clearly, food makes you happy, so why don't we give you a minute or two of your own time? Oh, wait a minute. One second. I just got an email from John, and he says, I am here and waiting, and was that you trying to call me on the landline? Well, he got oh. up, but we got to add him on. Let's try him one more time, because okay. he's up at 3 in the morning from Australia to talk to us. Bless so we'll make him the end of the show here. All right, but you're going you're gonna to bring a recipe next I'll week. I'll bring right? a recipe next okay. week. Yep, I'll definitely do that, and then... then, then uh, Good morning, John's speaking. John, this is Glenn and Helena. We're sorry we missed you earlier. We were just about to end the show, and I saw your email come in. So, uh, so we thought we'd try and get you on because you got up so early to talk to us. Yeah, no, that's great. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks well, now later. we told everybody that your website is called eventingsafety.wordpress.com. Are you an eventer? I, I, I used to ride. I'm actually a, a TD now, and I focus on doing that. And, and that's probably the reason I got into trying to focus more on eventing safety. Well, now tell us about the website. What are you trying to accomplish on eventing safety? I think the, the key thing is that there's a lot of great information out there across the world on all of the, the various advances in technology and, and methodology in improving um, you know, course building and making cross-country fences safer, safer. The thing I found which is really frustrating, even as, a, as someone that knows a little bit about what's going on, is it's really hard to find all the information. It's scattered across dozens of websites around the world and what I thought was the simplest idea was to bring it all to one location. You could look in one spot and find out 
anything that's going on, whether it's frangible fences or frangible poles or pins or um, clips. It's all in one spot. Wow. I'm just reading. One of the things Selena said to me uh, earlier when we when we missed you was that one of the things she liked about your website was how frank you are. And I'm reading your first, the second sentence on the on the uh, wearing a safety helmet. Honestly, if you don't wear a helmet every time you're getting the saddle, in my opinion, you're a bloody idiot. A bloody idiot. So there you go. It's, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, I, well, I just, I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand how people can call themselves professionals in any in any sport and, and they think, oh, well, you know, this doesn't apply to me or this isn't right, you know, I don't need to wear a helmet. Or it'll never happen to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I've just read something recently in the last hour while I've been sitting here um, about Ollie's fall and, you know, you look at what happened to Ollie, and you know between that vest that he was wearing and that helmet that he's wearing, that's the only reason he's still here, or he's still in one piece and competing. I, I, you can't argue with that, as far as I'm concerned. Now, tell people what a, a TD is, um, because I think that might explain how you've come to know so much about why safety is important. Sure. Well, technical delegate is is a TD, and the technical delegate at, a, at an event is responsible for safety, is responsible for fairness. And, you know, one of the most critical parts of our job is inspecting the cross-country course and understanding, you know, perhaps which fences may be an issue and if, if there may be an issue at a fence and, you know, whether there's something that can be done or, you know, planning for the future and making sure that we, we can make the, the sport as safe as possible. I think, you know, the one thing that's become apparent to me in the last um, couple of years is that the one thing that we must do is... is do as much as possible and avoid um, rotational falls. It's that simple. If you don't have a rotational fall, your chance of injury is significantly lower. And a rotational fall for the non-eventers out there means that uh, basically the horse hits the jump and and goes over the top and lands on you. Rotates over the jump. Rotates over the jump, yeah. And of course, that's you know that's uh, that's been the cause of most of the very very serious accidents. But I was in a meeting. It's so funny that you say this, John, because I was just came from a meeting from the United States Equestrian Federation, and it was on uh, the, the Riders for Helmets campaign, which I think you've noted in your site here. Yeah, I saw that. I oh, was yeah, uh, with I was with Lindsay, who is the one who started that campaign with Succeed, and we were with some of the USEF people and some of the riders. And, you know, we're really a part of that campaign and we believe in it very, you know, we believe in it very much um, and, and riding at all times with helmets. And I think that, you know, because of Courtney's unfortunate situation, Courtney uh, King, it just, yeah. you know, it, it brought it to the forefront. And I think we see more dressage riders now really taking it seriously as well. Yeah, I was I was I was over at Red Hills um, not that long ago in the states, and that, for me that was my first trip to the states, and I was actually really stunned at the the number of eventers who don't actually wear a safety helmet when they're doing dressage. They wear a the velvet cap, which doesn't have a harness on it. Um, you know, in Australia, if we if we're riding our horse, we must in competition we must be wearing a hat with a harness on it. You just it, that that thing that to me is silly too. I, you know, there's no point putting a hat on your head if it's not going to be on your head by the time you hit the ground. I agree. You know, yeah. and, and and you know, and those those kind of accidents. You know, uh, granted, uh, you know, one of the arguments is well, the the accidents can happen any time, and that's why every time you ride, you should be in the helmet. You yeah, know? I think there's a there's a great quote, um, quote, and it's on the Riders for Helmets website, and it goes something along the lines of you know, if you're an inexperienced rider, your fall tends to be softer. Um, if you're an experienced rider, you tend to get ejected from the, the saddle. There's, there's no because you stay on longer. Right. You stay on longer, and when you when you come off, it tends to be a much more significant issue. So, yeah, if you're going to have come off as an experienced rider, it's, it's going to be a, probably a, a much worse fall than it would be for someone less experienced. Well, That's would, a very good point, yeah, and yeah. I hadn't considered that before. They, um, they, they are, we are doing on July the 10th here in the United States, we're having National Helmet Awareness Day. And uh, Helena doesn't even know this yet because it was just announced this morning that uh, we're going to be part of that on the Stable Scoop show. The week before that, like two weeks from now, we're doing a special episode on helmet awareness. And we're going to have the, the parent of, uh, of a young child that was, was killed by falling off onto her head and w- wasn't wearing a helmet. 
So we're going to really talk about helmet safety and the importance of it and hopefully get a couple of the professional riders on here to talk with us as well. But John, we really appreciate you getting up so early for us, and we, we hope do. that we can get you some more following at, at eventingsafety.wordpress.com. I will also send this over to Chris, who does our eventing radio show, so that she's aware of it and can announce it. Fantastic. I appreciate the time and the opportunity, both Glenn and Helena. Thank you. Well, thank you. Our pleasure. All our right. Pleasure. You, have a, you go back to bed now. Yeah, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Well, I'm glad we were able to get John on there. Uh, we certainly appreciate him getting up that early to join us on a very, very important topic and an important issue. It is. And I like the fact that he's coming from a place of knowledge. You know, as a, as a TD, um, he sees firsthand and he's responsible for maintaining a level of safety for these competitors. And you can't help but take um, you, you can't help but dive into that job with everything you have. And that includes getting the word out. Well, this has been fun, Helena. It always wears us out doing these. It's like we had to think for an entire hour. I, well, yeah, we did. We had to think for a few minutes at a time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Four minutes at a time. <laughs> well, I will say to everybody, next week we have a fascinating show, too. We haven't done a breed episode in a while. Oh, yeah. So, so we thought it would be fun to do a breed episode about a very rare breed. There are only like six or 700 of these, and they're called the Cleveland Bay. I love Cleveland Bays. I know. I had one, you know. I, we did, too. The first horse I ever rode was a Cleveland Bay. First horse they ever owned. <laughs> Ask oh, Jennifer really? about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Pharaoh. Remember Pharaoh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he sort of, I, I, I adopted him by default when. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. He was like 30, 100 years old. Yes. <laughs> and he was still going. Our Cleveland yeah. Bay lived forever, too, actually. Come to think about it. Hardy horses. Yeah, well, and we have uh, Michelle on, who's a good friend of ours from Wright Lead Equestrian Center down there in Louisiana. Uh, Michelle's going to come on, and she owns Cleveland Bays and is part of the Cleveland Bay Association. And we have a couple other guests from, from the Cleveland Bay world, and they're going to talk about Cleveland Bays and what makes them so special. And they are really cool horses. They are. They are. I'm, yeah, they are. <laughs> Nothing bad to say about Cleveland Bays. And they do everything. You can ride, drive. I mean, they, they're just they're versatile beasts. They and look they great in the dressage ring. They have a smooth ride. That's one of the things about the Cleveland Bays. Great personality. Yep. Why did I buy an, an Arab? Yeah, why exactly? <laughs> Arab saddlebred, standard bread. Uh, <laughs> and then the next week after that, we're going to do the helmet episode that we just mentioned. So uh, we have a, some very special episodes coming up that we're looking forward to here on the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Remember that you can find all the links to everything we talked about today, all those cool websites, all those places you can go on vacation this year. You can find them all at StableScoop.com. Episode number... 97. Six. Wait. Oh, I <laughs> See, that wasn't part of the four minutes where I wasn't thinking or I was supposed to think. Sorry. This is episode so 96. Number 96. And that's where you'll find all of the links to all of the people we talked to today. We thank them all for joining us. And we're sorry for the couple that we missed. And everybody, we'll talk to you again next week as we come back with the Cleveland Bay Scoop.